Welcome to the That's My Sis podcast, where we discuss faith, friendship, and fun as saved Christian women. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. That's my sis. Welcome back. This is season two of That's My Sis. I am so excited. I am one of your hosts, Rachel Emerald. And I'm Janae, and we are so excited about season two. We are so excited also that you have decided to join us, and we are looking forward to this season. The Lord has just been doing so much in our personal lives and with the podcast, so we are looking forward to what this season is going to bring. Absolutely. So before we get into the topic, the controversial, usual topic, um, <laughs> Like, what's been going on? Like, do you want to share, like, I mean, you know, not to get too specific, but, mm-hmm. like, do you want to share, like, things that have been, <clears throat> excuse me, going on with you, like, since we took a break? So, our season one finale was in December. Yeah. Um, a lot. Um, a lot more than we really have time for me to talk about. But um, I would say a major thing that has happened uh, since the season finale is just a lot of maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord has just shown me a lot of different things about myself that I could do a lot better with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's really just helped me to see myself, see the truth about myself, to examine myself, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, just really allowed me to go through a series of I would say trials um, Mm -hmm. and difficult experiences to test my faith and and to mature me and to get me to a place where I am more than ever just completely aware of my dependence on the Lord for everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't mean to say this to make it sound like sis just had a rough few months because that's not true like a lot of great things have happened but in the midst of those great things I had a lot of lessons that I needed to learn and I feel I feel like a new woman I feel like a new creation so I I'm really excited to see what God is going to do with this season obviously just like you know in season one I'm expecting for him to do things that I don't expect because that's (laughs) just what he does Mm -hmm. um so even even in this episode, I mean, I'm just relying on the Holy Spirit to to lead the way. Yeah, I love that. I think like kind of to your point, just recognizing the beauty in difficulty and mm-hmm. like the strength and power like in growth. Yeah. You know, a lot of times like going through difficult situations of having to like mature, like situations that you go through that do mature you, that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not pleasant to say the least. But mm-hmm. when you like look back and you're like, wow, like I really am stronger because of that situation. Yeah. So I feel like that's definitely like a major thing that happened for the both of us mm-hmm. um, over the past few months. And it's so crazy because I was looking at the calendar and I was like I cannot believe that it's April and like our last you know episode was in December but you're right like just the amount of maturing that Mm -hmm. we've done it's insane 
and I'm extremely grateful mm-hmm. because just like you said, it's just teaching you how much you need to depend on the Lord. And just even with whether it's something simple, whether it's something grand, just completely depend on the Lord. And I've really been seeing that. And I'm also just like really grateful to have that intimate relationship with the Lord where like he's just teaching me so much but in like and we're so close like yeah. you know what I mean it's just like a different level in you know growing in your relationship with the Lord that I am so grateful for so absolutely yeah. I'll just add one more thing on to that before we get started um <laughs> um I would just say you know just going through those difficult times it's what allows you to see the fact that God is your friend, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's not going to just leave you. He's not just looking to condemn you. Mm -hmm. He's there for you. He shows you his goodness. He shows you his strength and your weakness. So, um, just what really want to encourage, um, all of the listeners to not run away from trials. Don't Mm -hmm. run away from difficult situations. Don't try to exit out of uncomfortable circumstances unless the Lord is leading you to do so because the lessons that you're going to learn in the midst of that difficulty, mm-hmm. they're vital for what the Lord is going to do in the future. So that was on my heart, girls. I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so getting started on today's topic. So um, just like a little background story. Um and why we wanted to talk about the topic of toxic femininity is because of the fact that we know that the world has said that quote unquote masculinity is toxic. Mm-hmm. We know that masculinity in it, in and of itself is not toxic. However, mm-hmm. of course, just like with anything, there are people on both sides who can be toxic, but that doesn't mean that masculinity or femininity as a whole are toxic. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, God created masculinity. He created femininity. So he created male and female. We mm-hmm. know that from Genesis. And somehow, <clears throat> excuse me, our world, I mean, obviously because the devil is the God of this world. So he has just completely, let me not say completely, but he has definitely um I'm trying to figure out the exact word I want to use, but I'm just going to say he's influenced people, men and women into, you know, kind of thinking that the, what is masculine, what is supposed to be, what's biblical masculinity is toxic and what's Mm -hmm. biblical femininity, they think that's toxic Mm -hmm. or they think that's a problem. So they like do a swap, right? So like they praise the man if he has feminine traits and they praise women if they have masculine traits which obviously is unbiblical Mm -hmm. so um, that's pretty much like a little background but we did uh, want to just start off with season two with the banger (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) but we did want to just get into that uh, topic of toxic femininity so Janae do you want to start us off like what are your thoughts about toxic femininity? Oh man, so many. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to get into this topic because it's something that I've been thinking about for years. 
I don't think that it's by accident that we hear toxic masculinity on a regular basis, but we mm-hmm. rarely hear about toxic femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, there is just a full on assault from the enemy slash the world on men in general. Yeah. Um, because of the power that they hold, because of the position that God has given them, you know, in the kingdom and just their position in, in the earth in general, mm-hmm. men symbolize power. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you have an enemy, they're going to attack your power source. And our power source is men. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we want to make it specific to America, America was founded by men. Mm-hmm. All of the <laughs> principles that we stand on in America were written by men. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I just want to... Um, be clear as far as the, um, I guess, position or worldview that I'm coming from. So I'm not one of them little pick me type girls that's saying these things because I'm trying to get men to like me. That's not where I'm coming from. And that's not, yeah, that's not the case. Not the case. And I don't, don't need, need that. to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be Let's clear. Be okay. LBC. LBC. Let's be clear. Yeah. But uh, not thirsty, not at all. But by the grace of God, I've come to an understanding that we need men mm-hmm. um, on an individual basis. You know what I'm saying? Um, corporately, if we want to talk about church and then even further than that, cunt- on a countrywide level, we mm-hmm. need men. Yeah. Um, we need the logic that they bring. We need the leadership that they bring. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I guess I just wanted to express that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. So um, I took some time to look up the term masculinity. And I thought it was so crazy how you started out talking about um, what the world considers toxic uh, masculinity to be. Mm-hmm. And and it's exactly what you said. So they don't come against masculinity or they don't claim to come against masculinity as a whole. They no. say that, you know, it's okay to be masculine, but it's just certain things about masculinity that we think are toxic. Mm-hmm. And, and just as you alluded to, the things that they highlight as toxic behaviors are in direct um conflict with what the bible shows us what a man is to be not all of them but um that that kind of takes me into this article that i was reading from WebMD, and i just kind of wanted to go over some of the some of the signs that they said to look out for to show you what is um, a toxic uh, masculinity trait. Okay, I'm sorry. So this is in WebMD. This is in WebMD. So where people WebMD. go to diagnose themselves. To diagnose. Okay. So I it's just like this is it's, clear. I it's like, to LBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's low key like toxic masculinity is like some sort of mental illness. Oh. That's what it seems like for it oh. to be on WebMD. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're doing. That's that's exactly what they're doing because okay. we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. So first off. <laughs> And it was, it's so like expected that it's funny. Then the first sign of toxic masculinity is homophobia. So that's the first thing. Like if you are homophobic, then you are a a toxic masculine male. 
Um, I'm sorry, but I guess I'm trying to understand. Yeah. First of all, so I'm trying. I'm just trying to understand it. Like I'm not like trying to make a joke. That's not my intention. Mm-hmm. But I am just trying to understand the logic. I mean, obviously there is none with mm-hmm. this. But the first trait, the first trait is homophobia. Homophobia, yeah. Because you have to think about it from the world's point of view. That's kind of hard because I'm not in the world. Okay, but we. Once I mean, I'm not were, of the world. That's what I meant. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But we once were, and we we see where the world is nowadays, and they look at homophobia as an infringement on their rights, even though you know. In, in recent years, homophobia was, was what was considered to be a mental illness. Homosexuality? Because I just, I'm like, let's just be clear. Okay. Because isn't homophobia, you're saying that I have some type of fear. Right. I do, there's, you, that's, I just wanted it to be clear. So okay. are you meaning, are they saying homosexuality? Or are they trying no, to say homophobia. that? homophobia. So homophobia is a sign of toxic masculinity. So that pretty so much if, anybody that, I'm sorry. Yeah. So pretty much anybody that does not anybody who believes and knows that homosexuality is a sin they're saying that you're homophobic pretty much okay yes so that automatically yeah so pretty much if you are a man who is a a christian you're homophobic and you are toxic oh okay according according to their definition um two need for control (laughs) okay um, three, and, and I'll, you know, I'll throw it out there. Some of these I did agree with promiscuity. So I would definitely say that that is a toxic trait, um, for a man to have, because if you are sleeping around with a bunch of different women and you're not committing to them and you're not taking care of them, that is toxic because you're taking advantage of their body for your own benefit. And that, that I would agree with is a toxic trait. But I guess my thing is like, that's not limited to a man right so why is that even in the <laughs> definition a woman can be promiscuous as well no but that's not that's not toxic oh, that okay. is reclaiming your freedom that mm. is you you know embracing the beauty of your body oh. yeah 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 mm. um shall i move on um, refute this one was hilarious to me. Refusing to help with household duties. So <clears throat> if you are not cooking and cleaning, you are a toxic male. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Risk taking. Taking risk, and I'm dead serious. I'm not making this up. Taking risks and suppressing fear is another feature of toxic masculinity. In quotations, um, sexual aggression towards women, stoicism, and violence. So if you as a man are exhibiting any of these traits, these are the signs to look out for, for someone who is a toxic male. And obviously, I thought that it was absolutely ludicrous because... A lot of these things up here are characteristics that are innate to a man. Mm-hmm. Innate. Yeah. Need for control. They do need to control things because they have been given that power, that strength, that leadership ability. And if how can you be a leader if you don't control? Mm-hmm. So obviously they're going to have that innate need to have control. 
so that they can do what they are called to do. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I do think that there are situations where that can be abused, but by no means is a man having control over a situation toxic. Mm-hmm. So I just want to I want to pause there just to kind of get your perspective on what toxic masculinity is. Of course, I just think that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it's it. Of course, it's going to be the complete opposite of what the word of God says. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man should be. It's like you're you get praised if you are a man that which recently happened with a well-known actor. You know, he was praised for his quote-unquote masculinity when he had a photo shoot with him wearing a hot pink suit (laughs) and flowers in his hair and just like this pink background and everything that is what masculinity is to the world and when people are just like you know there were obviously people who were outraged and and was just like what is this this is how you guys want black men to look Mm -hmm. um blah 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 and people like no this is true masculinity wow so and and i also like to point out the fact that it's not even let's not even just limit it to what it is that they're saying toxic masculinity is as a whole but let's just get very specific Mm -hmm. and talk about the fact that a lot of this has to do with black men absolutely <laughs> like this is yeah we're, we're not going to sweep that under the rug yeah, yeah, yeah that cannot i don't think that that should go unnoticed because i i mean that's the target yeah. and i'm not even that type of person but it's just it's just a fact so like, exactly it's just a fact and i just think i think it's crazy that like you know of course like you cannot have two heads mm-hmm. okay there is always there has to be one person who makes the rules mm-hmm. and someone who follows the rules that is just logic what's like, the point of rules if there's no one to submit to them exactly like you can't have <laughs> like you can't have two heads yeah. okay and that's the problem they want the <clears throat> specifically with black men and women and obviously this comes from slavery and mm-hmm. all this other stuff I mean all of this comes from sin honestly mm-hmm. so we know that um, but I do think that it's ridiculous to just completely say that everything that God has said, what a man should be, you're mm-hmm. claiming that to be toxic. But then it's so weird because a lot of these women though, like, cause like you said, like nobody's talking about, uh, femininity, like people using their femininity to be toxic. Mm-hmm. And but we will. <laughs> exactly. And are. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I just think that it's so crazy because a lot of these women, though, like when it comes to being with the man, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want you don't want the man that the world is saying is, you know, a toxic, a toxic, not toxic. I'm sorry. You don't want what the world is referring to as masculine. You don't want that like mm-hmm. long term, mm-hmm. like even women in the world, like they get sick of that. Like, you know, you want I feel like. They just want the men, specifically black men, to be soft. They want mm-hmm. him to be feminine, you know, be all in his feelings, all in his emotions, mm-hmm. not standing up strong, not work being a hard worker, not taking care of his family, you know, like being the priest provider and protector of his home. Like they want the men to be, because that's what they're, pro- they're promoting that now, like even on shows, like men being the stay at home dads mm-hmm. and the women going out and you're the breadwinner yeah. you know and it's like that is completely ridiculous because that goes against what god has said working is that okay first of all man was always supposed to work mm-hmm. but the fact that you have to work by the sweat of your brow that's 
that's the punishment from the garden. Absolutely. So the fact that you're trying to take away, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't. Like, I think that, I mean, obviously this comes from the devil, but just the strong delusion is at a, mm-hmm. like, it's at a level that like, I, I just would have never even imagined because I feel like it was just common knowledge I mean, common. It was just common sense. There's and male and female. Ago, not that long ago, Rachel, that there's like male and female. Lifetime. There's male and female, and like the male has his role, the female we have our roles. Like mm-hmm. it's just that simple. But people want to over. Like it's not even overcomplicated. It's, it's not complicated at all. Like mm-hmm. it's so simple. But I feel like because because of deficits, because of sin, mm-hmm. you know, um, because of the enemy blinding mm-hmm. people. Um, being able to manipulate people's emotions, people's feelings, making women want to, you know, certain types of women, they, you know, want to not necessarily even be men because there are those, but (laughs) want the position of a man. They want the, you know, you can't do, like we were talking about this recently, like as a woman, like we cannot do, like we are women for a reason, okay? Absolutely. You can't, I cannot stand stuff like think like a man and all this other stuff. I can't think like a man because I'm not a man. Like that's impossible for me to think like something that I am not. I cannot be something that I'm not. Absolutely. I cannot be like, you know what? Like I'm just about to be that like, that tree. tree. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I'm about to get that tree or whatever. Like you don't know. Like I just feel like I just, I know how a tree thinks. I don't know how, you know, because number one, a tree does not have a brain. Right. Okay. But like, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. But even if you want to take it to a tree, I don't have the scientific makeup of a tree. So Mm -hmm. I cannot do what a tree does. And that's the same thing. If you want to compare a woman to a man, I cannot do I was not created. I did not have the physical capacity, Mm -hmm. the mental capacity, the emotional capacity Mm -hmm. to handle the things that a man was created to do. And all of this, that's why I started out by saying that it is an absolute onslaught on creation roles, on, on what we are, what we have been created to do and what we have the capacity to do. Um, I mean, it's 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 just it's just absolutely ridiculous. I, I do want to just go in because I was surprised to find that there was an article that actually spoke about toxic femininity, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that that was a term because I never really hear it. No, but I, I found an article on uh, VeryWellMind.com, and this is their definition of toxic femininity. Femininity, so. Toxic femininity refers to the adherence to the gender binary in order to receive conditional value in patriarchal societies. It is a concept that restricts women to being cooperative, passive, sexually submissive, gentle, and deriving their value from physical beauty while being pleasing to men. So it is just like you said it is a complete switch Mm -hmm. of what a man and a woman is supposed to be like Mm -hmm. if you are standing in your role as a woman and i thought it was so funny some of these things even go against like the fruits of the spirit yeah gentleness is a fruit of the spirit how can me being gentle especially as a woman be something that's toxic how in what world is is a fruit of the spirit toxic to the society? But the reason why 
they framed it that way and they said it that way in particular is to create a society that feeds that feeds us being in a position that is going to destroy us mm -hmm. if a man takes on the characteristics of a woman mm -hmm. then you're taking away um what's that term not estrogen not estrogen it's uh what's the opposite of estrogen oh my gosh <laughs> uh you the set. um oh all right testosterone, so, testosterone. If they are not, <laughs> girl, why was that so hard? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, if they don't do the things that are natural to them as a mm -hmm. man, you're going to deplete their testosterone, which has scientific effects against their body and it's going to weaken them. Mm -hmm. And if you put us in a position where we're taking on the role of a man and we're out there working and doing, you know, things that are supposed to be assigned to a man, then it's going to break our bodies down. Mm -hmm. And it goes in direct uh, correlation with the plan of the enemy to, you know, seek whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. And he uses worldviews. He uses philosophy to devour us and get us to come into alignment and agreement with something that is not from God and eventually gets us to a point where we're destroyed. I'm so glad that you said that because that brings up, you know, I, of course I want to go into the word. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> however, I also did want to just kind of get, you know, pretty specific, but also just talk about different like scenarios or like whatever characteristics mm -hmm. if you will so like so the whole point of this obviously like we said is to talk about like how women can use their femininity to mm -hmm. be toxic absolutely so i feel like one of the biggest ways is manipulation number one so um you know what better example Mm -hmm. Than the most, what's the uh, like notorious, I guess, um, because that's not good. Um, <laughs> woman uh, in the Bible, Jezebel. Mm -hmm. So um, everybody, please have patience because you guys already know by now that I, when I read scripture, it's gonna be, you know, just a few verses. It's really like nine, but um, <laughs> she I got the Bible. <laughs> no, she got the Bible. I, just, I have to um, because I did want to um, before I start reading. I did want to also like, emphasize how women, because uh, like with women, right? Because we do have an emotional disposition, we have feelings and everything like that. We're womanly. Like you can use that in a way that is going to manipulate someone. Absolutely. And you can do that intentionally and unintentionally. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna obviously get to the you know when you're doing it intentionally mm -hmm. um also always continue to um ask the lord to show you what's on your heart mm -hmm. because we don't even know like why we do things at times absolutely and i would definitely um just encourage you know um our listeners to always just ask the lord to show you what's on your heart you know show you why you're doing things that you're doing or maybe even having certain thoughts or certain thought patterns mm -hmm. um whatever the case may be because you don't want to be in a position where you are being manipulative yeah. and you're controlling you're making someone do something you're using who you are you're using you know your, the characteristics of being a woman to get your way essentially mm -hmm. so um if you don't know um the story of Naboth and his vineyard it is in first kings um in chapter um, first kings 21 
chapter 21 sorry and um of course y'all know by now like i could have literally and i probably would have <laughs> read the entire thing however we don't have that type of time um and that was just like a lot but um just going to give a brief overview before i start reading the scripture for those who may or may not be um familiar with it so in first kings um chapter 21 there was this man naboth who had a vineyard and ahab was the king at the time and ahab wanted his vineyard and he asked naboth for his vineyard and vineyard i'm sorry uh naboth told him no that this was you know this was his inheritance from his you know his father's his mm -hmm. grandfather and so on and so forth so he was like you know like no like he's not gonna like sell his vineyard i'm not gonna give it to you mm -hmm. so remind you like i'm gonna just emphasize the fact that ahab was the king of israel at the, the time king. yeah so um he went home he was sullen he was sulking he was upset so he went home um to his wife and i'm gonna pick up at um verse seven so and jezebel his wife said to him do you now govern israel arise and eat bread and let your heart be cheerful i will give you the vineyard of naboth the jezreelite so she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal. And she sent the letters to the elders and the leaders who lived with Naboth in his city. And she wrote letters, she wrote in the letters to proclaim a fast and set Naboth at the head of the people and set two worthless men opposite him and let them bring a charge against him saying, you have cursed God and the king. So before I even continue, so clearly Naboth already said that he's not going to he's not going to give he's not going to sell his vineyard this is not happening mm -hmm. so jezebel the wife of ahab the king is like you know what i'm going to take this into my own hands and i'm going to you know like i don't care i don't care what he say mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm going to take care of it mm -hmm. all right so then um and set two worthless men opposite him and let them bring a charge against him saying you have cursed god in the king then take him out and stone him to death and the men of his city the elders and the leaders who lived in his city did as jezebel said had sent word to them as it was written in the letters that she had sent to them they proclaimed a fast and sat naboth at the head of the people and the two worthless men came in and sat opposite him and the worthless men brought a charge against naboth in the presence of the people saying naboth cursed god and the king so they took him outside the city and stoned him to death with stones then they sent to Jezebel saying, Naboth has been stoned. He is dead. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give you for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. And as soon as Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, Ahab arose to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. Hmm. So I, I think right there, that's like one of the best examples that we have of and, you know, people always, like, will refer to a woman as, like, being a Jezebel and things like that. And I feel like there are a lot of people who may or may not understand where that comes from. So Jezebel was a person. She was, mm -hmm. you know, she did exist, you know, before she was killed because God was not playing with her. Mm -hmm. And then um, Jezebel is also a spirit. So there mm -hmm. is a spirit of Jezebel as well who does the same thing, um, attempting to um, manipulate men to take their power. That is exactly what she did. She took, even though um naboth already said that he was not going to um give his vineyard she took the position of her husband she wrote in his name with his seal and everything because he was the king mm -hmm. because if she were to do it in her own name it wouldn't have nobody would have done anything because i mean you need 
you know, you had to write letters in the king's name. You don't have that you know authority. you didn't have the you didn't have that power. Yeah. So you had to use someone else's power to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like um, this is still going on today. Obviously, where there are women who are manipulating obviously other women but men and that mm -hmm. is the biggest reason of why that this is even a topic of quote-unquote toxic masculinity because women want to coerce men mm -hmm. um, they want their power mm -hmm. they want their influence however you want what was not intended for you to have and I'm not saying we're not saying um, at all that obviously because we're women Mm -hmm. um <laughs> like yeah, yeah. um so we're not saying obviously that because we are very feminine uh women as well so we're not clearly we're not saying that femininity as a whole is toxic but we are saying that the way that the world is manipulating what femininity and masculinity looks like they are opposite of each other and what the world is saying absolutely and I just like want to get your take on the story and how do you think that looks like in today's society? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could think of, I, I mean, at least five women on the, off the top of my head when um, when I think about Jezebel. And like you said, it definitely is a spirit that, that lives up until today. Mm -hmm. um, I know that strong women in particular or the women who are not considered to be toxic according to our society's definition, they intentionally look for men in high places who are weak. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, That's what, and they make a lot of movies about that too. Absolutely. Yes, because the, the whole idea behind it is to just use his authority mm -hmm. to accomplish their purpose. Yep. Um, and then it also puts the man in a position where he's forever indebted to her because he, you know, she did something to get him to a different position that he could have never gotten to without her, mm -hmm. just like she did with Ahab. Mm -hmm. He could have never gotten what he wanted mm -hmm. if it wasn't for her, you know, using his power and, and manipulating the situation and lying. That's a major thing because mm -hmm. you said um, uh, with Jezebel or with um toxic femininity a major thing that they do is manipulate and mm -hmm. lie yep. and I mean if you want to get on any platform any stage any high mm -hmm. place in this world you must lie mm -hmm. you must manipulate mm -hmm. the world does not respect honesty mm -hmm. the world does not respect integrity and they're only going to give you certain accolades and certain awards if you play according to their rules mm -hmm. and they don't they don't want somebody that's clean because they can't manipulate them mm -hmm. they don't have anything against them so they look for people in particular who are just who have the same father the devil the devil mm -hmm. the same father who was a liar from the beginning mm -hmm. um so i thought it was really interesting that it that it spoke about that in particular and um I definitely see that happening nowadays, you know, especially in Hollywood with these power couples, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote, I don't know what makes them powerful, quote unquote. Right. Exactly. I, I, I'm sorry. I will never understand what yeah. makes them powerful. Me either. And it can't be the money because most of the time they don't even have their own money. Absolutely. Their money is tied to who controls them. So yeah. 
it's it, the illusion it, of it's power. It's the illusion because it's like, what power do you have? You can't just do whatever you want to do. That's exactly. why y'all. That's why they always go crazy. They can't do whatever they want to do. They can. Exactly. None of them can ever just retire. That's mm -hmm. why you'll see them be ninety-seven years old and still coming on tour on stage, Period. or still coming out with another movie or whatever it is that they're doing because you are enslaved to the system. Absolutely. So you have. So it's like, what makes you powerful? Like Nothing. real power is being able to do what you want to do, having that freedom to do whatever it is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. But you don't have that. So what makes you powerful? But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of so obviously a lot of a lot of times their money is not their own, but they do have some money and mm -hmm. there are things that they are able to do um because of the money that they have. Yeah, you and they don't but it's on a leash, you know. It's definitely, we, yeah, on a leash. definitely on a leash. For sure. But people in the world, this world they view money and power as synonymous. And yeah. I don't think that those are necessarily the it's same not thing. The same. It's not. You can have money and be powerless because you can't use it the way that you want to because you answer to somebody else. Exactly. So you have to spend your money the way that they tell you to spend your money. Mm -hmm. And that's that's exactly what we're seeing going on in, in Hollywood and all of these different like high places and stuff like that. Like they put people out there who have manipulated their way to the top mm -hmm. and they are using them to create the illusion of power, the illusion of freedom. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what we're seeing going on nowadays. Do you think, how do you think, um, cause I want to get your opinion on this, but how do you think that women can manipulate other women? Mm -hmm. Manipulation as well. Um, I mean, I know manipulation. It was like, yeah. like, how? Yeah. So I would say lying is is a is a major thing, um, and I think that manipulation always is most times is synonymous with lying. Mm -hmm. So if you're, let's say, you want to get to a certain position, or you want to get a certain type of recognition. As a woman, you can align yourself with other women mm -hmm. who are in a position that you want to be in and you hide your true identity. Mm -hmm. You hide your true motives. You make it seem as though you actually are interested in this person for their friendship and who they are as a person. But all the while you're knowing that you're only using them to, to get yourself to a certain space and get yourself in certain rooms and get yourself in certain relationships. And I think that that's something that we see on a regular basis. That's why we have the term frenemies. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't actually care about this person. You're not actually this person's friend. Mm -hmm. You're actually their enemy because everything that you're doing is to destroy them. But you're putting out the perception as though you actually are invested in this person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, I feel like they the world they even put these types of things like like i was saying earlier in shows mm -hmm. in movies but <clears throat> excuse me so it's like we see it all the time mm -hmm. like for entertainment but it's mm -hmm. like why why isn't it that people aren't able to recognize this in their own lives in their own families in like whatever situation they may find themselves in like i was i remember like with the example that you were bringing up i remember in a show there was this young lady it was like a like one of those like government police type shows or whatever and this young lady like she was 
um, there were hostages. She was trying to save them. And there was somebody that she did know. She was familiar with her. Mm -hmm. But she thought that this person was like one of the people that were taking people hostage. So she mm -hmm. was, she was trying to save them. So she's just like, no, I know that you're the enemy. But she was just like, hey, no. Like, you know, they got me too. And, you know, mm -hmm. because they're already familiar with each other. She was just like saying, no, they got me too. And just trying to like, just like speak in a way that is like relatable. And, you know, mm -hmm. like we're women. So like, obviously, like we empathize. Absolutely. you know and so it's just like okay so like the girl so she let her guard down mm -hmm. turned to find come to find out like this was one of the people that were taking people hostage mm -hmm. and she like got her hostage or whatever too and well she took her and i just thought that it was so crazy because that was it was a scene that like always upset me because it was like she already had it in her mind that she thought something was off but because mm -hmm. of you know the girl just like saying you know certain things trying to like just relate to her it yeah you know took her out pretty much yeah yeah and i mean they that's what they do all the time they use a, a woman's influence a woman a woman's ability to be empathetic to mm -hmm. manipulate situations mm -hmm. you know it may be something that i probably wouldn't be on board with but because i feel like i'm connecting with somebody emotionally mm -hmm. they use that to conceal the truth about things mm -hmm. you know i feel like something that's promoted is for you to to follow your heart no. to go to go after what your heart is telling you to do so they specifically use certain women that have a certain level of influence like even with branding if we if, if we think about it most of the time when it comes to actually creating a brand you're going to find a strong woman that people are going to get behind if Oprah stamps something, everybody's buying it because it of her influence. What it is. And it doesn't matter what it is. It don't matter how trash it is. They, she's gotten herself to a point where she's able to manipulate women or manipulate just people in general because she positioned herself as, as a woman that understands other women. Mm -hmm. And they always do that. They always put a woman at the forefront of movements to get everybody else on board by manipulating their emotions. Absolutely. And obviously those are the things that we can see. So th that's what's happening naturally. But even like spiritually, it, there's a lot of spiritual manipulation mm -hmm. um, going on. And um, it always leads to when a woman is not in her proper role, that leads to spiritual fornication. Absolutely. And I was reading in Revelation excuse me, Revelation 2, 20 through 23, and this is the KJV. <laughs> um, so for anybody who doesn't, um, who isn't familiar, um, in Revelation 2, 20, um, in chapter 2, and Jesus is talking to um, the churches, the seven churches, and he is talking to the church of Thyatira. And he starts off by saying, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and then and and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Hmm. So something that, that uh, stuck out to me, and I was thinking about it a little bit earlier. So I'm glad that you read that uh, verse in particular. But is that she leads people into fornication 
So you essentially are leading people into hell because fornicators are not going to make it mm -hmm, into heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's such a problem. And when we think about the a woman nowadays that has the characteristics of Jezebel, she's always promiscuous. Yes. She always uses her body to lead people mm -hmm. into destruction. Um, she always just manipulates every situation, whether it's a man or a woman, because it's not only a man that can be man manipulated mm -hmm. by, um, you know, promiscuity or just anything that's indecent. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I thought that that was something that was really important, you know, just recognizing the fact that it is important for us to be modest. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy how everything just ties together, but it's important for us to be modest because if we're putting our bodies out there, we're potentially using our physical attributes to manipulate people into doing things that they wouldn't normally do. Absolutely. And even with the, like the fornication, you know, that spirit leads women and manipulates women and, and, through women man, manipulating men but like into doing things like you said um with their bodies that they wouldn't have done otherwise mm -hmm. so not even just like fornication but a lot of times that leads to like abortion and mm -hmm. um other things um mutilation mm -hmm. you know and i mean you can't say that abortion did not does not come from the spirit of jezebel absolutely you know and even not even just that but the, also the support of it so the act of you know having an abortion or committing and i'm not like you know if you are saved and you know you have been forgiven god definitely forgives that mm -hmm. but the people that promote that you know the the fact that people are so strong about that that topic that had to be that had to come from some type of spiritual manipulation because that's not natural absolutely and especially because of the fact that we as women are naturally um what's the word we are nurturers by nature mm -hmm. the fact that you can manipulate a woman to kill her own child mm -hmm. that is to that's toxic femininity at its finest right there absolutely and i don't think it's it's a coincidence that it's these strong women that are the face of every movement every every, every movement that that goes against what god teaches us with the Black Lives Matter, it's women on the forefront. Mm -hmm. With the abortion rights, it's women on the forefront. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with feminism, it's, it's women on the forefront. They always use women in their- pastors. Okay, we could go there too. But um, yeah, they always use women to manipulate people into doing things that they're not supposed to do. And and with that emotional disposition, it's like they're, they're promoting people to filter the truth through their feelings mm -hmm. yes so you it, it, you can't even accept truth if it doesn't line up with what you feel that's mm -hmm. why everybody is talking about you know you have to go according to your truth you don't have that you don't have it no and i was saying you yeah. know instead of filtering the truth through your feelings you have to filter your feelings through the truth mm -hmm. so it's okay to have feelings it's okay to be emotional, but you need to filter that through the lens of the truth. Mm -hmm. And if your feelings, and don't smile at me like that because you was right in the other conversation. But anyway, don't, <laughs> you have to filter your feelings through the truth. So if your feelings don't line up with what the truth is, then you need to dismiss it. 
but that is the exact opposite of what they're doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, you know, they're promoting us to go after our heart no. instead of going after what the Lord is leading you to do, what is right, because he is the truth. So obviously everything true comes from you. Yeah. And of course, I'm not going to go after because I did have somebody. I had an old friend because we're not friends currently. But I had, <laughs> let's be clear. Um, she had told me one time because I think I was like, you know, talking to her about like a situation with somebody I was dating at the time. And she was like, just do what you feel. Like, whatever you mm-hmm. feel is like what you should. I'm like, girl, no, I can't do what I feel, no. girl. Let's, <laughs> I can't do that and make it into heaven. No. But um, that just, you know, with you saying that, it just makes me think about Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, like you said, there's nothing wrong with the feeling like our emotions are real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that doesn't necessarily equal them being true. Absolutely. You know, I can feel like it's raining outside, but it's dry. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like I can just feel like like sometimes like like let's say like I'm in my room and like I have it's, you know, during the day. But mm-hmm. I have the blinds cut like I have the blinds shut. And I could just feel like, you know what, because like I have this situation set up the way that it is, I could just feel like maybe it's gloomy outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like when I open. Yeah. It's like, but when I open the blinds, it's like, oh, well, this is what what I was feeling at all. Absolutely. Yes. And and that obviously is, is a example of not being able to see the truth because of the lens that you're looking through. Mm-hmm. And I 100% believe that just the the push for women to be strong and go against what god has given them naturally in their femininity it is a plan of the enemy to blind them to Mm -hmm. what is actually good for them Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like if you can't even view what your role is as good Mm -hmm. then you can be manipulated into doing anything absolutely um and obviously it started from the garden like the enemy was able to, well, Satan, I'm going to call him out. Satan was able to manipulate Eve into thinking that what God had given her to do was not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that by doing that, he was able to entice her into a position where she didn't even respect her husband or respect God. Mm-hmm. And because you did that, not only were you destroyed, your husband was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And now everybody has to pay for your, cons- you know, for the, the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's exactly what we're seeing him do nowadays. Absolutely. Like that. And that leads me into first Timothy two twelve through 14. I do mm-hmm. not. Per- this is Paul. I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Absolutely. So that just goes to show you that why we need to be in our proper role. First of all, God only blesses his order. Period. And we can see that throughout the entire Bible. Like, mm-hmm. any t- nothing, I mean, we can even go to like, excuse me, um, like with Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, you know, obviously God had told Abraham Um, that he was going to have a child and so like you know sarah you know sometimes as women you know because you know we like to because we're helpers you know we just like to help at times you know but sarah was like she just you know take hey you know take her you know take hagar or whatever and you know y'all have a child because you're not thinking that you can have a child at the age that you are at and 
took that child, but that wasn't the child of promise. Mm-hmm. But that's why, I mean, and the Lord obviously still, you know, didn't allow um, um, Hagar to be without, you know, like still was able to like be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, that, that wasn't the child that had the promise. Mm-hmm. It was Isaac. Yeah. And you're only going to get it through what God has ordained, what God has spoken on. And I just feel like a lot of times as like in the society um, with women wanting to be in certain positions that only a man should be in. Or maybe it's just something that you in particular should not do. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times like there are things that it's like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not. It's just why would you do that? It's going to bring it's going to make your burden heavier. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, God knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like whenever it's a situation where there is an alternative that's presented to what is obviously the truth and obviously the right way to do things, that's something that's going to get us off course. Mm -hmm. That's something that's going to lead to your destruction. Even when it comes to, I mean, if you want to think about things from from a government perspective, Mm -hmm. like... In America, we started out with democracy, but there has been over, you know, the span or the lifespan of our country, specific situations or movements to go against that democracy. But this is what works for us. This Mm -hmm. is what the country was built on. This is what's going to sustain us. So whenever you have somebody that's presenting something that goes against or is an alternative for what is the standard mm-hmm. according to God, mm-hmm. that's how you know you have a problem. And even when it comes to, to femininity, they want to present an alternative. Instead of you being gentle, instead of you being a worker at home, instead of you being a wife, why don't you go out there and work? No, What's I, preventing you from doing that? I just, I guess, I mean, I will never, even just thinking about it logically, like, why would I want to do something that I just don't need to do? You know, and like, don't want to do. <laughs> just Let's don't want be to. clear. I mean, because like working, like I mean, regardless, even with women. I mean, and we're going to talk about this later in this season. But it's not that like we're not supposed to work. We're Absolutely. supposed to be workers at home, and we'll talk. We'll touch on that later in this season. But like, so there's nothing wrong with it. And even if you do work outside of the home, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Everything is always based on your motive, your heart, Absolutely. your reasoning for doing something. So it doesn't matter. You can be, you know, you could. Um, you can be saved, you can be a CEO, you know, you can be a business owner, you could do whatever it is, but as long as your heart is pure that and you are in the right order, mm-hmm. that's the difference. Yes, but it's it's about your motives at the end of the day. Even if you are gonna pursue something outside of the home, what is your motive behind it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, because you can do all of those things too and still be have that gentle and quiet spirit, which absolutely is precious in the Lord's sight. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of saved women who are business owners, teachers, lawyers, doctors, who are in their proper role as a, you know, a godly wife mm-hmm. and mother and are, and they have, you know, careers, they have jobs, they have other things, or maybe just like hobbies that they do outside of the home, but they're still within their God-given role mm-hmm. and they're not trying to overtake their husband's role in Absolutely. authority. So I don't think that, like, I just want that to be clear that we're not saying that 
oh, you know, like, you know, just no woman should do. Like, that's not what we're saying because God has an individual plan. God has a purpose for every single person. And so he's not limited. He's Therefore, not we're limited not at limited. All. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that. And everybody's life is always going to look different. So what, you know, one person, what one woman may be able to do, and that's, you know, she's able to do that. God gave her um, the strength to do that. Another woman, it might be something else. You know what I mean? But that does not mean that God isn't using those same two women, even though they do two separate things. Absolutely. So I just wanted, um, to be clear on that. But, um, before we go, I did also want to just read this verse because by switching the definitions of, um, masculinity and femininity, what the world is doing it just you know made me think about isaiah five twenty. woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter mm-hmm. um it was just obviously i mean the bible doesn't lie god doesn't lie but it's just so crazy to just read these verses and be able to say like that is exactly what this is absolutely a complete reversal of, of what God intended for us to do. So I thought that that was a, a really good thing to uh, bring out. And, um, you know, it, it was, I don't know why in my mind it was making me think about uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge mm-hmm. um, because they reject that knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not that that information is not clearly made available for you as far as what a woman is supposed to be, what a godly woman is supposed to be, what femininity is supposed to look like Mm -hmm. it's that we have it and we don't want it and we reject it and that's why we're destroyed Mm -hmm. even even on on a physical level our bodies are destroyed because we're rejecting the knowledge from god Mm -hmm. that leads to us actually being able to prosper so yeah girl um that's just what i think i mean obviously i could talk about this topic all day long but i just thought that it was something that was really important for us to talk to our listeners about because it's encouraging you know as far as women in the body like you don't have to be out there on platforms you don't have to be out there trying to be a ceo you don't have to look like what women in the world look like Mm -hmm. you don't have to expose your body to get attention God conceals, it may be concealing you on purpose so that the right man can find you, you know? And if you're single, if, if you're single, um, sorry, I just tend to come from that position cause I'm waiting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but pretty much like it's okay. You know, you don't have to manipulate people because of your desire to be a place that you're not. Mm-hmm. Be content with what the Lord has given you. Be content in all circumstances. And the Lord will give you your proper portion. He knows the plans that he has for you. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So um, just really thought that this was an important topic to talk about. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to tell the listeners out there? Um, Just, you know, if you are struggling, like, you know, maybe... You know, you're like, hey, like, I understand what y'all are saying, but, you know, um, I don't believe that, you know, like, my femininity is toxic, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, like, I may still have, you know, I need help, you know, with my femininity. I would definitely encourage you to pray and ask the Lord that, you know, that is def- like, there's never a reason to ever be ashamed about praying about anything because, 
you know what? The Lord already knows. He already mm -hmm. knows what's on your heart. He already knows your motives for the things that you do. He already knows how you think. So if you are like, you know, struggling with femininity in any way, you know, I definitely would just want to encourage you to go to the Lord about it. Um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that we added unto you. So um, definitely just want to, you know, encourage our listeners, um, which are women, just encourage our sisters um, to just continue to seek the Lord, um, even if, and also like if you have like um, people in your life that are, you know, displaying like uh, toxic feminine traits, I would also pray and ask the Lord about that as well. It does that have any influence on you mm -hmm. um and you know pray that he you know like removes the people that don't need to be there um if it's you <laughs> just i just pray that the lord um will just continue working on you and that you'll allow him to continue working on you in the way that he desires absolutely because it's not something that you have that you're trying to overcome in your prayers you know like it's something that god wants for you that's what i mean mm -hmm. you're not trying to go against his resistance he wants you to be that way he wants you to be feminine mm -hmm. and then and exhibit those characteristics in your life so if you just take those desires to him take all of the, the burdens that you have he will answer you amen so um be encouraged that's what I would say. Um, I definitely struggled with this in my life because I was in circumstances that um, contributed to masculinity. And it was something that I was able to overcome by seeking the Lord about it. So it can be done. Praise God. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us again. Uh, excited to see what you all think about this episode. And... Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. That's my sis.